After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love to the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates. It's part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini, and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. We are sponsored by J&J Creations. This is episode 43 with a midweek drop for you. Um, are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check them out uh, on Instagram to place an order and to speak with their design team. J&J Creations can ship across Canada and can also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subject to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything and everything you need. Off the Bench continues for one more week. Probably going to continue for quite some time, but here's some quick hits right after this. start with um i think the biggest story of the last little week um the game between tottenham and newcastle um talk us through it Paige. what happened so um i guess what had happened was there was a man um a newcastle fan in the stands who suffered from an art 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 law a heart attack um he was 80 years old um I guess Dyer says that they knew that they they could hear the fans and things like that. So they got the referee to pause the game. They could hear people um, shouting and and stuff. Um, And they said that they know that right next to the bench is the defib. So I guess the players called the medical staff over, got the defib. And um, from what I understand that the, the fan is alive and, doing is stable and doing well in the hospital so um unfortunately Tottenham lost 
no they won that game 3-2 so they did they won that game 3-2 but um pretty wild yeah another big incident on the pitch this time not a player but a fan but kudos to the players for reacting well again um yeah like uh, Dyer recognizing the where the defibs located uh Regulon who you know heard fans yeah he stopped he got the ref to stop the game um and he just said you know like we think about the person sort of thing and this is what is more important in the game essentially is what you can paraphrase from that whole conversation but I'm glad that people you know players are stopping it fans are stopping it like that's that's a scary situation and it's not just you know the Euros that that was a heartbreak that was sad but yeah this as well was very scary um I mean I missed this one as well and it's a good thing that I am not a part of all I these little one too, so uh, I part of all these little issues <laughs> but um again kudos to the players uh and the fans yeah, for they, it. yeah they said they you know they could hear the fans say stop 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 um yeah. he said he looked down and he saw someone lying on the ground he asked the ref to stop the game um yeah I think that's amazing for them to do that I mean because like you know as players you're told not to listen to the crowd and things like that so um for them even to recognize that something serious was was happening is pretty uh impressive yeah I'm sure they hear shit all the time that they just ignore right and they always tell you to like you said tune it out but the fact that they they heard someone say stop 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 like you're like that is not in the right context of this game yeah what's going on yeah um Good catch. Um, sticking on Newcastle and the Spurs game, kind of after the game, I think Steve Bruce has been feeling the heat with the new takeover, and he is officially no longer at Newcastle, from what I'm gathering. He's sacked. Bah, bah, bah. How do you feel about that? I feel I'm, I feel really sad about that. I mean, I don't think he's a, he's a world-class manager by any means, but he's always been a consistent manager in the EPL, but you know, losing your job because the ambitions of your owners, I get it, but I don't know. They're also in relegation zone, so I mean, I see them. I. But I, I don't think it's. I don't think wanting to make a change, but. Yeah, I mean the 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 spot that they're in, they didn't really bring anyone in. Um, last year was a good summer signing for them because he'd started with them, and Callum Wilson was good. He scored on the weekend, but. I mean, I'm very sad for the guy because he's kind of there and he's like, this is a project that needs to be fixed. Now, imagine if Newcastle gave Rafa Benitez the contract he deserved, gave him the funds that they deserved, and now you're, you're, you have a new ownership and let's say Rafa Benitez is your manager. I think Newcastle would be very happy with that. I think they would be quite successful too. They would be. They kind of botched it, but... Yeah, they kind of, they did. They did do that, but... But, I mean, everyone's now linked to Newcastle from the Bapes to the Hollands to the Lewandowskis of the world and Guardiola (laughs) being linked to Newcastle now. I don't know. No, absolutely not. That's not happening. Go give Antonio Conte this Newcastle team and be like, make us famous. Yeah, make us famous. Who do you think goes to Newcastle now? I think Antonio Conte might be their best bet. As a yeah. manager? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, uh, especially given the fact that they'll have a blank slate to do whatever they want at the the transfer windows. That's what Antonio Conte wanted at Chelsea, what he wanted at Juve, what he wanted at Inter. 
I see that happening. What about you? What do you think is going to happen with? Uh, I agree with, with you. I think I think Conte. I mean, we talked about this. I think last week about there not necessarily being a lot of coaches up for grabs, like I mean, a lot Conte of Conte you know, and Zidane, and then a bunch of former players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Conte is the best bet as well. So yeah. I would agree with everything that you just said. Cool. Um, move on to the next story then. Sure. Should we talk Bon Dior? Let's do it. Uh, Karim Benzema getting a lot of love. All the love. Especially we through... We heard it on our Twitter this week. <laughs> <laughs> we did hear it on our Twitter this week. But, like, Spanish media has been talking about Benzema for years. Um, and you know what? I, I think he does get a fair shout, but he's also played in the the shadow of Leo and played in the shadow of Ronaldo. And then Bale was on fire, Modric, Kroos. Like you have so many players that probably people think of ahead of him. And finally they're like, well, he's been killing it. He's a captain now. Does he get the love? I guess Spanish media thinks he does. <laughs> but Yeah. I mean, I think people love him and that's great. I don't think, I mean, we, again, I think we talked about it kind of last week. We both thought Lewandowski should probably and a lot of people do but when you're in spanish media and you play for a spanish club like real madrid you probably want that of club. course of yeah. course but he also uh, has the the if you follow our twitter we posted a little um who am i this week and i learned that he has the fastest goal in el Clasico history which is pretty wild which i thought it was raul's um record by the way like i thought so raul scored the fastest goal um or something like that, or maybe like Ronaldo nine who right. scored that fastest goal, but nope, it is Benzema. Karim Benzema, um, which I don't think we would have talked a lot about him, but we got a little love on Twitter. I'm gonna call it love. Um, We're gonna call a, it love from a fan who who's very critical, and I think that's what we we want. Open the dialogue, sure. open the conversation. I did look at the outlets that that provided. I listened to one of the podcasts, and um, to be honest, we talk about the same stuff they do, probably just not in the same depth or the length that we do but we, we we touch base on it when we can everybody's got an opinion everybody's right. got an opinion but uh, again loved kareem benzema so <laughs> we loved spanish football so we we yeah. give you love for that and and thank you for sending uh, us that wave and we'll do our best to keep you know updated on all of the leagues but sometimes it just doesn't happen and we apologize for that um, speaking of other leagues speaking of, we'll talk yeah. leipzig yeah leipzig's a brutal like so brutal so i agree with uh, julian nagelsman leaving the club um and not being the biggest issue for them but sitting mid-table they have Ankuku, who's probably been their best player and you're like there's not much to watch with this club Uh, which makes me sad pardon what's i'm just looking at the the classman right now the table Bayern's running away like they, they're supposed to face their toughest challenge in Leverkusen and absolutely blew them away with five goals within 36 minutes right and you're like, like are you for real like they're they're not even flexing and they're winning and then, yes I know they lost earlier a couple weeks ago um and whatnot but they're still the best team in the Bundesliga and that's hard to say with Dortmund being so young and so strong um, and if Matt Foti, you're listening to this, you probably agree with me maybe a little bit. But um, Bayern is probably the best team in the league. I think the only team that can challenge them is Dortmund. But Dortmund also cools down halfway through the season. So um, yeah, that consistency is an eighth right now. Yeah, that's just they have three losses. They haven't been convincing when they win. But they are beating the bottom teams. So they got to beat everyone below them 
to have any chance. Uh, I think that's the point of survival, I guess. But yeah, and Byron is absolutely wrecking. Yeah, what is this? Well, I mean, Dorman's close. Dorman's got what eighteen points. Byron's got nineteen. So yeah, I mean, they both have six wins. But if you look at the matches, I think Dortmund starts to struggle. Like as if you compare the games minute by minute, you see a lot of like. Dortmund going through the ground, trying to dig themselves out of issues, troubles, like um, just trying to get a goal, trying to burn clock down with a 1-0 lead or a 2-1 lead or whatever. But then right, Bayern's right. just like, here's a wave of Alfonso Davies. Here's a wave yeah. of Joshua Kimmich. Who has been on fire recently, man. Um, picked up an injury at that. But still, like, you see, like, oh, Sané's been covered. Here's Gnabry running through the middle as the score. Oh, Lewandowski's been shut down. Muller has two goals now. Thanks a lot. So, like, I think no matter who they cover, I think Bayern has just been so deadly. With with Dortmund, it's like Haaland's a beast. He's going to run through you. But everyone else on the team, if you man-to-man mark them well enough, I think you can handle it. Yeah, I think long-term, uh, Bayern will be more successful. Like you said, the second half of the season and and things like that. But Which is it's not really good for Lipsing. <laughs> Well, that's low, but uh, shout out to Leverkusen and Freiburg and Union Berlin, who, by the way, have looked like the Brighton equivalent in the Bundesliga. Just oh, yeah. randomly sitting. Yeah, like good soccer. Um, like it's not attractive as much as you would expect them to be at the top sure. half, but they're getting the job done. They're playing well. They're 4-3-1. and one. That's pretty good. One loss. That's good. Uh, you know who else has one loss this season? Another team? Only one other team? Bayern. So some love for Union Berlin over there for one loss in the season. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> Hold on. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and get Matt, Matt on to, to talk some Bundesliga with us. He'll go into depth. I know he texts me once in a while going, United is shit, brother. And I go, yes, we are. <laughs> uh, maybe yeah, not the exact not same words, but that's kind of what we're getting at. Close um, enough. Close enough. Um, as my shameless United plug of the day uh moving over always to, gotta be one there there will always be one uh moving over to italy quickly um again this this i think out of every league this might be the most confusing aside from the epl in terms of who's gonna win it i think you know you have napoli inter ac milan juve roma no uh, napoli milan inter oh no, i was just listening roma. teams but Oh, you're listening to the table? Yeah, I was just listening to the table. Oh, sorry. So, oh, I thought no, you were no. listening to the table. I was like, that's not right. You guys are not No, I wasn't even attempting to list the table. I think what I was trying to do was just to tell you that there's four, five. Very good teams. Juve sits in seventh in this league, right? Yeah. So I think there's some balance in the Serie A. Like Napoli's leading after so long. They, they haven't lost this season. Like what? That's um, wild. Milan is 7-1-0, and oh, struggling in Europe, but uh, playing fairly well in, uh, in the Serie A, and I think that's where their focus is. Does it um, surprise you, UA sitting in seventh now? No, and and the reason why I say this is that they don't have an out-and-out striker. Yeah. Um, they miss a goal scorer, and like, full marks to, to Moises Keane, full marks to Diabala when he's playing, but can you name another pure goal scorer on that team without Ronaldo? No. And 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 like Massimo agree is one of the best tacticians in the game. We saw that in the, the Chelsea Juve match um a couple weeks ago. Two yeah. and, and and all agree just going back and forth. It's just a very good coached game. And like he's a top end manager, it's just I 
think he needs a goal scorer. Uh, yeah, I think. And if that means... Is Morata at UV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alvaro Morata is a UV player, yeah. right? He's injured. So, obviously, there's no real striker, and Morata can't really score in front of the net, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Morata's still there. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, we saw it in uh in the Euros. And and you know, like scoring abilities. It's just unfortunate. I think it's just one of those team of Werner situations where he's just a good player, a good goal scorer when he can, but he's just not finding the back of the net. So it's yeah. maybe a lack of confidence. It's I don't think the team or the coach lacks confidence in him. I think it's no, if he's getting game time, then the coach doesn't lack confidence in him. No. Um big game though in Syria uh, for Napoli. They play Roma on Sunday. Uh, I'm quite interested to see if Jose Mourinho can figure this out. They've had three losses in the last five games. Mourinho soccer kind of kicking in, but of course, a little, a little, a little nice to see what happens there. But uh, any other big matches uh, that week? Inter and Juve also play. This is a weekend of big matches, by the way. Um, you've got two big matches in Syria. You got a, you got a. PSG matchup against Marseille, I believe. Yeah. You got the, I think the El Clasicos this weekend. There, I don't know. There's some, I'm going to I'm gonna look into that, but there's so many big matches this weekend that everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I think, oh, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool United this week. Yeah, real, the El Clasicos on Sunday. Um, You've got nothing to do. Now you do. Yeah, Atletico plays Real Sociedad. This is one against four. Um, Big, big matches this week. Um, last week was the international break, but now it's yeah back to it. Now it's the international break for the women's side. But uh, Speaking of international duty, as we pivot that way, yeah. uh, Kylian Mbappe scored the winner, I believe, um, in the Nations yeah. League final, Spain versus France. That was offside. So I watched the game and I thought it was offside. I was sitting watching with some friends and we all thought it was offside. So considering how much VAR calls, like your hair could just be floating offside and they're going to call you offside. I'm so surprised that this goal did not get called offside. So what was the ruling? Because it was, there was a call saying that Eric Garcia attempted to play the ball. Yeah, it says um, the report says Mbappe was clearly in an offside position when Theo Hernandez tried a through ball, but Spain defender Garcia um, played the PSG striker onside by touching the ball when attempting to intercept the pass. There didn't look like a touch on that one at all. I don't remember seeing a touch, and I remember thinking, wow, he's he's offside. Like, he's clearly offside, mm-hmm. even, like – just from my human eyes, not from VAR line draws, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Like, it's so stupid, the, the stuff that they do call with VAR and the stuff that they don't. Well, yeah. That says, roughly Anthony Taylor allowed the goal because Garcia had made a deliberate attempt to play the ball. Okay, but if you don't hear a whistle, as a defender, you're told to play the yeah, but now they call the whistle so late anyways. They they let them play through the goal, and then they call it the offside, and then they check it with VAR. So you're not okay, going like, to hear the whistle anyways. Like, you're going to just keep playing. You yeah. know what I mean? But, okay, he made it. But, okay, so I'm just watching. There's an image here, and Mbappe is clearly offside, but there's a video that explains how he's not offside. 
Oh, and now it's just froze. All right, that's okay. Um, let us know what you think, if it was offside or not. But I mean, you look at the image, he's, he's a solid, like he's ahead of every player. And like, you're still gonna, even if the player's offside and because the rule is keep playing until the, the call goes back, you still have to make an attempt at the ball if you think the player's gonna go and score. Like, well, let me ask yeah. you this. Bappe gets the ball, he's in a breakaway, and you nice Simon, the keeper, takes him out. Is that a penalty if he was offside? No. Is it a no, card if he's offside? offside. Yeah. No, exactly. So then they still they were still playing and making an attempt to stop him because they didn't know. I don't know. I don't agree with it. Like VAR is there for a reason, and they're saying that it's cleaned well, up, that it's like, supposed to be better. From what I'm reading is they, they're saying like he did call it correctly based on the law. Like he did call it correctly. It says, however, this case shows us that, that the current interpretation of the law appears to be in conflict with the spirit of the law itself, which is to prevent any player from taking advantage of their offside position. Okay. So like, yeah, okay, the law states that you can play it, blah, 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 but it's not, that's okay. not what the law But let's say the, the assistant referee raised their flag and called it offside. It's an offside, right? Like they're not going to go back. Well, they're and gonna, they don't blow the whistle. Remember, I told like they don't they don't blow the no, whistle. No, no, no. right. Play. And I get that, but like if the referee assistant, because I don't think the referee assistant had their flag raised. No, the referee didn't even call it offside. The yeah, exactly. Referee so, but if on the on the field it was offside, isn't it harder to overturn it? Like I'm just I'm just trying to justify because to me, like he looked like he was miles ahead, and and when you play, when you're thinking soccer, and you go, oh, he's kind of ahead, um, unless he was. Unless the ball was ahead of him, which wasn't right. the case. And there's no player ahead of him. So, I don't know. Let's, uh, in, my, to... in my opinion, he's offside and the goal shouldn't stand. But I'm not the ref, so. Like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to see the breakdown of this. There's a lot of videos on, like, um, the actual breakdown. And, but, you know, a lot of these articles are saying it shows the flaw in the offside laws. And there's so many flaws. The handball rule yeah. is all jacked up the offside rule in my opinion is all jacked up so essentially it's become the subjective um opinion of the referee or the video assistant referee on the day of like you can get a call um in one game because of the pressure and then you can probably get the same incident again and you're not going to call it and we saw that a lot yeah. last year in all the leagues where um sorry i'm going to use epl as an example it was a brighton game or it should have been a penalty because of a push. And they're like, oh, too soft. And then it happened in the United game where Fernandez got pushed and he's exact same play and it was a penalty. And it happened against Brighton. And Graham Porter was like, I don't get it. Yeah. So yeah, either, yeah. either it's and clear it's or it's not. Across the leagues as well. Like yeah. the refs are calling different things across all the leagues too. So it, like there's no real universal stance on it right now, which I know it's like some of it is up for interpretation and things like that. But I don't think VAR like in that situation didn't VAR didn't help because like it is offside. Okay, the player did intercept it, but they need to see like or maybe try to. I don't remember him him trying like touching the ball at all. Mm-mm. I, I I saw the video as well, and I was like, that, that did, so what? He tried to play the ball. You you're, you're told to keep playing with the new rule. But uh, I hope you are. Um, if the if I like go to play the ball and it deflects off of me, mm-hmm. then that counts, right? Yeah, I think so. I think a deflection counts, but I didn't. If see I touch. go to play the ball and I miss the ball, yeah, and it goes through, does it 
do they still get does it count that's how i feel yeah i mean if, if there's any attempt to play the ball to an offside player I mean, I was, I was just always assumed that's that's probably an offside, but then then somebody could just stand thirty yards behind me. Yeah. Someone kicks a ball. I attempt to head it, and it goes through, and they score. But I don't yeah. actually get the header. I I jump up. I miss it. It goes over my head. Okay, but okay. So let's add to that. Let's say you do the exact same thing, but it accidentally deflects off your arm, and that player right. is on a breakaway. That's not offside. He's clearly or she's clearly right. standing in an offside position. Boy. That's what I don't get about it. Like, it has to be clear. Yeah, it pisses me off. Well, like there was one really cool um, because I think the offside rule had an issue. Uh, Reno days at Real Madrid, for example, uh, Ronaldo always sat in an offside position because of the the way that they used to counter, right? So he'd be yeah. in an offside position, but with Bale or whoever the winger was, he would go, and now the ball makes him an active player, and then you're on the two one zero. Right. So if you watch old Real Madrid Mourinho tape, that is something that they used to do a lot, where right. you would have their main striker in an offside position, and then because the wingers are so fast, they're they're gone, and now you've just played the player onside because of the fact that it's behind the ball. Right. So that's how you get around these little loopholes. But Always I mean, in a Nations hole. League final, like you're talking about a, a competition final, and that is the that is the end result. And to be fair, I thought Spain was the better team over both games. I agree. I agree. Like they were better than Italy. They were better than France. And 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 Spain doesn't have an outright striker, and they're playing well. So love to them and their new new generation of talent. But I'd be that, that's heartbreaking. Though. That's heartbreaking because Spain's figured it out. You know, you don't need a Sergio Ramos, and they're they figured it out defensively. Maybe not the best, but they figured it out, right? Farron Torres, Gabby, you know, they're young. They're good. Watch out, France, next time you see Spain. Stupid stuff. (laughs) That's not a way to lose it. And I know. No, uh, that sucks. That's the worst way to lose a game like that. And it was a good game, too. Like, it was an entertaining game. It it felt like a final. It was a final, right? And France, I mean, like, it's always nice when somebody competes with France because I, I know they haven't been like they, yes on paper we've said it before they're one of the best teams if not the best team in Europe but they haven't really been performing and I thought you know it was a pretty evenly matched game so it was it was entertaining okay uh, next topic uh, some NWSL yeah. chat this was something I think Paige and I we spoke about for quite some time a couple of weeks ago a couple of episodes ago um and I, and I think almost immediately after we said there needs to be change, something happened the next day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think it's great that they acted very quickly. I think it, based on when these articles came out, they acted fairly quickly. I think it's been years in the making, unfortunately. Yeah. And I don't think it's enough, but it's a step, which is a good thing. Because they come um, out with like what a, a players organization or a players NWSLPA, um, yeah, yeah, which and is the league great. Are now working together, um, which is surprising that uh, they called themselves one of the best leagues in the world for women's soccer, and they didn't even have a PA, which was quite. Well, it's not until all this stuff comes out, right? That Agreed. you're like, hmm. but you, don't you so, think player safety the first time out? Like, I mean, you talk about unions, you talk about protection of players, like that. That's something. I mean, automatically is what I would think tricky, of, but again, the, the it's a tricky thing to, 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 because a lot of federations also don't want to work with players unions. 
So that's like a little bit tricky as but well. But you want so, the players to make you money. Yeah, but that's it's a business, right? They're just worried about money. They're not necessarily worried about the well-being of the the things making them money, right? Because to them, you're just a number. You're a dollar sign. So, which is unfortunate, but it's how it is. But I'm glad that they're making changes. It's awesome. Um, the championship is yeah. moved from Portland to Louisville. From yeah, the championship got moved, which is also great because that was a whole other ordeal. It was like, what What did we say, 9 a.m. game for a final, which is ridiculous. Thing. Now they put it at a better time slot. You got 12, right? Yeah, but I think it's not specific time or like it, it, like they've pushed it around so it's like a, a right. reasonable time for people to watch regardless it's a reasonable time for the players to play so yeah. on a I better pitch is what i'm also understanding in Louisville. yeah big stadium big new stadium which is great i think the stadium officially opened in 2021 so it hasn't been open that long um so i'm sure the field is really nice um but a lot a lot of things to do i mean the pa was a start moving the game i guess is is one of the things it's, i think it's a i think it's a not a sign like a symbol from the league saying like we're here to we're listen to you to make things better yeah well, they're gonna have to considering the last ceo actually botched the job um new new ceo now interim ceo and marla messing so we'll, we'll see what what they do in terms of their team does in, in terms of with the players and protecting the players because i mean you know you don't want another major women's league to fold I mean, we can't afford that in women's soccer right now, unfortunately. No. And in the U.S. League is such a big league. Um, you know, you have a lot of stars there that people go to watch, and and Americans are very proud of of their league and their national team, which is great. So they get quite a few fans. So yep. it's that's definitely a league we can't afford on the women's side for it to fold. No. So I hope they're making enough of a difference. Great uh, playoff picture. It's coming down to the wire. I think there's two more match days left to end next weekend and then the playoffs start. Um, yeah, so, so far, three teams have clinched a playoff spot, which are Portland, Oil Rain, and Washington Spirit. Yeah. And then still looking for a spot are Chicago, uh, New Jersey, Houston Dash, and North Carolina Courage. Yeah. So it should be good. Um, I was telling Irfan off the air, they um cbs has done like a little thing that if we're the season were to end today for example um the first round buys into the semifinals would be portland and portland and all rain i don't think that will change in the next two games i think they're no. pretty set um and then the first round matchups would be number three washington spirit versus number six houston da- houston dash and number four chicago versus number five um gotham and mm. then north carolina wouldn't make it because they would uh they have 32 points currently and so does um gotham and their goal differential would hurt them unfortunately but we want the dash here we got some canadian love but yeah it's nice to see it go down to the wire like that Um, unfortunate for the pride not to be in the conversation with the talent and the best player pride doesn't have a great season uh racing louisville great season didn't have a great season they struggled um, from the start like the two new new teams had a little bit of struggle which is unfortunate but, but gotham's a new team yeah gotham's done well but yeah. louisville and kansas city unfortunately didn't do no too. they had some idea no gotham's not a new team gotham is um sky blue they just changed the name oh they changed the name ah, feels like yeah. a new team to me you no, change it you revamped 
we had a new yeah. team hello we changed our logo we added a thing i think that's a new it's a new start for us as well it's a fresh start but it's, it's not a, a new new club so Fair they already enough. have the the foundation laid so Fair um enough. yeah so racing louisville and kansas city unfortunately haven't done that well this season hopefully the next season because right now there's no relegation in the nwsl it's like a closed league so hopefully the next season that's a that's an all north america thing where there's no relegation it would be nice if they change that i heard they're trying to make a like i think it's more of a feeder league though versus like um a second division mm. it's like we're you know like a a reserve team league kind of that okay. that the nwsl can pull players from mm. so i mean it would be nice if they made like a second division so that you yeah. can relegate and promote teams yeah but the, at that point you have to expand past amount of teams that you have where i mean i think in the mls you could probably pull it off and then work with either the usl or the cpl and and see if you can create divisions one two and three uh, yeah that way um i don't know it's just it's something in north america where you know you don't want to relegate yeah they people. just don't do it in north america i mean everywhere else all of europe does it but just something north america but it's entertaining it. right like you see I'll give you an example of Sunderland, who was one of the top clubs for a very long time and now sits in the third or fourth division. And now Leeds did the exact same thing, right? And then they made their way up. Like, that's the excitement is building towards promotion. I mean, at well, least it's exciting for, for fans when your team gets promoted into first division, you're like, wow, we're in first division. That's awesome. And you've been like a diehard fan, you know, like it's, and it's something to work towards. There's always money incentive normally. So mm-hmm. yeah, we've seen it be successful and we've seen big teams crumble <laughs> we have, which i love we have. also but like i like that trauma i like the fact that you have to go to the last match day to, to pull it out or you got to do a playoff league uh like one and two and see who comes out and sometimes it's not the team that you expect to come out and like i i just love that but i i agree i mean again most I think all leagues in Europe have that and it's super exciting. So really, yes. and I think the women's league has that, right? Like the European yeah. women's league. So then you're yeah. looking at it as North America being like, we're different because we use the non-metric system sometimes. Of course, because North America. <laughs> wow, right? <laughs> but I mean, it'd be interesting to have that. I think it would increase the competition and then you, know, you have teams who are not going to throw in the towel halfway through the season. Yeah, I, I think they're uh worried about like diluting the league a little bit which i do understand because it's still like a growing league but um starting with expansion teams is good just add more expansion teams and then you know work on doing like a second division or which would be great and um like is there anything wrong with having let's say at the point of expansion you have 10 teams in each division like i don't think that that would be a bad no, thing just the last and then as you as you grow you maybe add more teams or if there's enough funding in clubs you know maybe they can buy into a league or something like that like yeah. you create kind of a system to continue like the flow of of players yeah. and, and i mean some teams some clubs like i'll give you the barcelona example they have a barcelona b right um so you can always have bigger clubs invest in these a b teams which just would help you start the league and eventually you'll expand to the point where that, that doesn't actually matter byron has a b league uh team you know so could that be an option? I mean, I'm just throwing it out. Like TFC could have a well, TFC too because it's good enough with their academy. So have an academy. Right. Well, I think team. what they're trying to do is do this like reserve team league, right? Yeah. So that they can pull players into their teams. Yeah. But it's not like you can't get relegated into that league. It's just as a player, if you're 
coach wants you to have more game time or needs new players, they can just pull from that league freely. You know what I mean? Mm. The way the EPL has their under 21 or uh, big teams have their under 21, under 23 teams, like a reserve. Right. Basically. Right. So I think it would just be like a league for that. Fair. Fair. Uh, Let's take a break. When we come back, final thoughts. Good day, everybody. This is Ryan from 20 Minutes on Ice. Join me and my co-host Nick McVicker for opinions and analysis on the week that was in the hockey world. New episodes available every Tuesday, wherever you download your favorite podcasts from 20 Minutes on Ice, part of the Garage Door Sports Network. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday, right here on Garage Door Sports. Um, so that does it for today, our short little episode today. Um, any final thoughts before we uh, sign off? God, so you know how we all get prank calls or like not prank calls, but like we get like the duct cleaning service or the HVAC. Sure, but I can never say I've been actually prank called before. <laughs> I get the duct guys, but I've never been like, oh, I've not refrigerator running you better go catch oh like when you're a kid everyone does like the the door dash thing but like so i got a duct cleaning call while i was at my parents and i picked up and i'm like okay let's let's have this fun conversation because they keep calling and they don't stop very persistent these cleaners i tell you um so i picked up and i'm like the guy goes hello ma'am first of all that's that's how my conversation started and then he's like yeah hello ma'am uh, would you like duct cleaning and I was like no I'm sorry like you beat you got beat like I got it done yesterday and I kid you not the the response from the guy goes you're a, sorry listeners but they go you're a fucking liar and I'm like oh my god what I said quah what are you talking about this is bull and I'm like so my my instinct was like what the fuck who are you who the fuck yeah. is it? I literally went, who also, why would I hire you if you yell that to me? Yeah, I was like, who are you? Who the F do you think you are? And the guy goes, well, you're lying. And I was like, it doesn't matter if I'm lying. Who are you? Yeah. And then he starts to like this spiel about why I lied. And I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for this. So I hung up. And then I'm like, please tell me he called back. He didn't call back. In fact, we tried calling the number back and it turned out that it used to be an old doctor's office number that's no longer in service. So probably a scam call or something it was a scam you could tell like i really wanted to be like next time they call i told my mom like put the get a cop headquarters at like thunder bay or sudbury or whatever like pick one random city and send them that address and tell them to show up to come clean your clean your ducks like your duck. yeah they're gonna show up at that's a good idea actually that that's what i'm thinking so we, we we wanted to call back and my mom was like now if they call back we're gonna i'm gonna ask them questions about their business and I was like, have you ever seen, um, I don't know if you're on TikTok or whatever. It seems to be like a big thing on TikTok where, um, like scammers will call and be like, Oh, um, something about your credit card, for example. Right. Mm. And the person will like play a game with them basically. And like, and, and, um, I don't know, just say stuff like, um, 
and the people the the scammers get so angry they just like lose their shit on them and it's really funny i gotta find an example because i'm not explaining it very well but it's like no i know what you mean like they 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 give them fake information and try and play it out with them yeah right and i saw this one guy i think he's like a computer hacker or something yeah not a computer hacker just like a tech guy but he knows how to hack and um he said that this company kept calling him asking for money or something like that and so he he like mimicked their computer and took money from their accounts and the guy's like give it back give the money back but he didn't really take any money from the account right he's just like oh i thought you were trying to send me money i thought that's what this call was about like it's really funny (laughs) people just like walking around with the the scammers yeah it's that and then the doj going we have stopped you based on your sin number and you're like excellent yeah, Send me or, a letter. Canada, or what a government of Canada calls you. Yeah. Your uh, SIN number has been compromised. Like, they don't call you. They send you a letter in the mail that takes three weeks to get to you. Well, Which I got a call from the, like, I, so I'm in France, but my, um, the number for my bank to call is my, like, parents' home number, right? And I guess they called them saying that, um, RBC called them saying that my credit card may have been compromised but you never know if it's like a real call or not Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like well are they is it really RBC is it just some people being like please enter your credit card number here to double check right so I ended up call calling RBC and they were they had flagged like a purchase I had made or whatever and I was like oh okay at least it's like a legit call it's not just somebody because your job is to call if you get one of those calls, just call the number on the card to confirm. Oh, I call, that's what I did. I yeah, called the number yeah. on the card. Never call that number back. No. Don't just hit redial. Just call the number on the back of your card, and they can check if a call has been sent out to you or not. Exactly. But that that was quite the... That's and so for a second, like, wild. Like, for a second, I was shook, and then I just started laughing, because I was like, dude, what is this? Like, That's what wild. You... So now my answer is, next time they call, I'll be like, I already have my own duck cleaning service. I'm an immigrant. I'm an immigrant. I already have my own. <laughs> Why are That's you my dad and my uncle's age. you. <laughs> yeah, I should have called you. Talk my business, man. Uh, uh, one more final thought. Sorry, I'm going to keep this one quick. Uh, I've been looking for Greek food for such a long time near my parents' house, and we found a really good family-owned restaurant called Lazaros. It's on Montevideo. Um, we will tag them in this episode tweet on Instagram. They are so kind, uh, wonderful human beings, great food. Like my parents and family is picky when they eat. I got them to love it. So, um, go check them out. It's authentic Greek food. They're so sweet. I and love Greek food so much. So, so much. I will send, we'll do our next show Lazarus, <laughs> <Yeah>. when you're <laughs> back, but we'll tag them, go follow them, their family owned restaurant. Um, the front test stop is Sandy, I believe. We've been there twice in the week. And so I love that. Uh, to the point I was like, it's my mom's birthday. We came back and she's like, happy birthday. And they gave a little container of baklava that said happy birthday. Um, like they're so... Homemade. It's probably... Yeah, they're so good. They do this custard filling. They're, they're heroes or gyros. Or I don't know how people say it, but it's fantastic. So, oh my God. I'm gonna, when I'm home, I'll be home at Christmas. You and I are going to go. We're going to go. We'll do a, we'll do a live we're gonna go on a little date. Right? We're going to go there. Yes. Um, but we uh, wear, we're wear our sweaters and we're gonna go get great food. That's what we're yeah. gonna do. <laughs> well, I left. I left uh, the name of our network and our show and how to start a podcast with the with the main girl because she wants to be a journalist. So I hope she's listening. Um, and good awesome. luck. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll tag them and uh, go go support local. Uh, let us know if you know any local restaurants or businesses that uh, you'd like us to give a shout out to. We'll t- yeah, definitely let us know. We're all here. We're here for it. We love it. Sure. We also love food. So you know. We love, we love a good food. That's food. a good food rack. <laughs> um, what about you? Final thoughts for you, Paige? 
Um, if anybody's watching, we'll we'll post something for this episode. I have a black eye because I got hit in the face <laughs> at training. Um, no, I did not get hit by a person. It was the back of the God, head. That was my concern. Yeah. You not? <laughs> yeah, our friend saw my Instagram. He thought I got attacked. I did get okay. Okay, quick story. Last year, I did get mugged by a person, so he was concerned that I got mugged again, but this time got a black eye. I did not. I went head to head in training to the point um, where I'm going to sell you, send you like a baseball bat. Was that that's how yeah. you know? It was like a signed fake baseball bat. Just to- <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. No, I went head to head in training. Got hit right on the. I'm going to say orbital bone. I'm going to pretend I know what I'm talking about. Orbital bone. Yeah. Um, swelled up instantly. Now I have just a purple eyeball. So my whole eye is a little bit. It's much better today than if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen my um story. Go follow this the 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 transition. Go do yeah, this. it was massive. It was pretty funny though. Um, everybody's laughing at me. She got a massive neck tattoo and say it was like um some biker gang shit. (laughs) It's the I'm actually involved in stuff. Don't worry. (laughs) I need you need a business after you don't play soccer. I don't know. (laughs) It's my side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) But But, I'm fine. Don't worry about my eye. I can see nothing fractured. I hope that shows your coach you're a goddamn warrior and plays you in the big scrappy games. The minute he sees there's a scrap fest, Paige, you're on. Paige, go, you're going go. in. You're going in. Go get the other eye purple. Let's go. <laughs> so many people offered to even it out for me. I was like, thank you, but I'm good. <laughs> Let's not do that because you can lose your eyesight if it's improperly done. Yeah. So it was so funny. A lot of people, we went, uh, so we had a game on saturday so this happened friday at training right before we left for to go to the game so i'm on the train we took the train to to paris and i'm on the train so many people are staring at me because it this thing was absolutely i look like i had an allergic reaction like that's how swollen my eye was like think of a golf ball embedded into your skin like that's how that was the initial like that's how big it was yeah yeah so it looks like you have like a cyst or something and you the pimple doctor ducks but oh, it was actually- and it was like kind of purple but not purple yet it's much more purple now like around my entire eye before it was just like underneath the eye yeah. it was so swollen it was hilarious but um yeah in case anybody follows our instagram or my instagram that's how i got my black eye <laughs> well we want you to start next game now you're a warrior yeah. lobbying yeah. for that uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Give us a like or leave a rating. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, which is at TouchlineTH. Please send us comments. We we read them. We we take them in. We internalize them. Uh, you can follow Paige and myself on Twitter. Paige is at Culver underscore Paige and myself at Irvon Manji. Um, also, don't forget to follow our network at Garage Door Sports or check them out at GarageDoorSports.com. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and we'll see you next match day. Cheers.